Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's the Straight to the Apex podcast, our Formula One podcast. Everybody's here, which is fantastic, and as far as we can tell, everybody's actually in the same country this time, which is nice. I mean, maybe not nice for the people who are in exotic countries, but yeah, you get what I mean. Anyway, if you're here for Formula One races, race reviews, race previews, hey, you never know, might even be a quiz. Before we get started, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment, drop reviews and uh, if you've got a Formula One fan in your life, send them this podcast, it really is fantastic, so uh, they'll thank you for it. Right, let's get started, here we go, this is CookieCast, straight to the apex. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back, guys, to Straight to the Apex, episode 22, um, in association with CookieCast. Um, subscribe, comment, share. We're on all, all social media platforms. Watch us on YouTube, listen to us on all podcast outlets. So, United States Grand Prix, Austin, Texas, the circuit of the Americas. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm joined by. Thank you. The sexiest man on the podcast. I thought he was just talking. Sorry, go on. The sexiest man on the podcast, James. Even though. And I'm also joined by. The angriest man on the um, podcast. <laughs> well, the uh, the beast from Bransome, weighing less than three hundred pounds. Thank you. Uh, standing a mighty height of five foot and something, he is the reigning, defending, and undisputed ten-time quiz champion. He, it's his way or nowhere, the hot dog king, the Sesame Street stalker. Fucking hell, mate, crawl out. He's just called me a stalker, mate, I don't think he's crawling out. Hello, everyone, hello. The scumbag, Wilkin. If he, if he crawls any further up your ass, you're going to taste fucking brill cream. And on that Jeez. thought, let's move on. How, how are we all guys today? Are we doing well? It's, it's been a while since we've all been in the same country or in East Yorkshire together. Mm. True, yeah. true. What did you think to the GP? All right. I thought it was actually very good. Very eventful. Great racing. Awesome. Could, could have been a better ending, but that's the biasness. Yeah, but how good was that ending? I mean, granted, it could have still been better, but... It was very good. It was very... Red Bull... I mean, even, even after the initial ending, you know, the whole Verstappen Hamilton racing each other again for the first time in almost a year, 
And then you think, oh, that's it. And then Vettel suddenly shows up again. He's like, oh, no, I ain't finished yet. I, I, I do think he should stay because after that race, it was class. Oh, I do feel sorry for is Alonso. He did the biggest wheelie down the straight you've ever seen. His car managed to make it back to the pits and carry on. And then Haas kind of went and told on him and he got basically a penalty, dropped out the points because his mirror was wobbling and fell off. Well, it gets better. Okay. Because they have both... Both Haas, I've, I've just been reading up on this before we came on. Both Haas and Alpine have now been called back to the stewards on Thursday. Ooh. Because obviously, so for, for, for those that don't know, Haas kicked off, lodged a complaint with the FIA about Sergio Perez driving around without one of his end plates on his wing. Yep. And then obviously about Alonso driving around after his right-hand mirror had come off the car, something daft like 20-odd laps after his crash with um, Stroll. Yep. FIA looked at it and went, not going to do fuck all with Perez, absolutely fine. And then they turned around and went, but we agree about Alonso. And yeah, planted a 30-second penalty on him because they couldn't do the 10-second the, the stop-go. So it was 30 seconds. Took him from 7th, I think it was, to 15th. Anyway. Uh, yeah. That all happened. And then that Alpine... Happened. Alpine have now lodged a complaint saying that the complaint that Haas lodged was unadmissible. Reasons being is that uh, when Alonso came in for his check, sort of for, his, for his, his his pit, they deemed the car safe and structurally sound, let him out. In the statement that Alpine have put out, they said that the FIA can black and orange flag a car at any point in the race if they think it's not safe to be driven. Which we've they seen did. this season. Which we've seen yeah, yeah. quite a lot this season times this season. Yep. Didn't happen on Sunday though. And yep. then on top of that, an FIA delegate after the race inspected the car and still said it was legal. <laughs> and then Alpine also went in with also the complaint that Haas lodged was 24 minutes after the deadline. <laughs> so they're saying that it's all fucking inadmissible. Yeah. Now a meeting between the stewards, Haas and Alpine on Thursday, the first agenda on the meeting is, was Haas's complaint admissible? And if it's not, then there'll be a second meeting to then discuss what they're going to do with Alonso. So it may still change. I mean, is is this a meeting like Red Bull's meeting about them cheating, you know, that Red Bull was allowed to cancel and then... I mean, I'll, I won't say they got lucky, but it was very it, fortunate timing that obviously the Red Bull owner, Dietrich Mascherschitz, passed away just as they was going to discuss the um, the fine or penalty or whatever they're going to get for um, cheating. So, but yeah, obviously sad news about Mr. Red Bull. Yeah. 
Matish Fitz, DD. He was 78, an Austrian businessman and the founder of Red Bull in 84. Do you know how he actually came up with the idea? I've heard, they mentioned this on Sunday, yeah. Yeah, they did mention it on Sunday. Was it? He, he, he had an idea about an energy drink or something and then he saw one and basically bought it. Yeah, he went to Thailand, um, which I've heard great reviews, um, by the way. Um, Ping pong. People don't normally come back with an energy drink. It's Thai Brad's, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's just saw, or something like that, isn't it? He saw some truckers um, drinking this drink to then obviously drive further and go longer. And that gave him the idea of an energy drink and he called it Red Bull. Um, was that but really if you notice, 84? 84. Mm. Yeah. It didn't take off for a while. It was quite... Uh, yeah. 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 Like nine summer, I think it took off. It was a slow burner. And if you'd noticed, everyone was wearing denim jeans because uh, you yeah. always just wear denim jeans. Yeah. Um, but yeah, reading, it's quite interesting. It was obviously marketed with a lot of extreme sports, wasn't it? That's loves, what I remember. He loved sports, yeah, yeah. Um, but then he had, um, did he buy, he bought, he bought part of Sauber? He sponsored it. He, he sponsored it. And, uh, and then he ended it. And then he bought Jaguar Racing for a fee, an undisclosed fee, from Ford. And hmm. hence, Red Bull Racing was created in 2005. He then recruited F2 driver Christian Horner as principal. And then interestingly, he recruited the leading design engineer, who is now the chief technical officer, Adrian Newey, for $10 million. Um, he then teamed up and bought another Italian racing team and renamed it Skoda. Toro Rosso, which he then is now Alpha Tauri. It was quite interesting. Do you know how much he's worth? It was worth in October 2021. What was he worth? 49% of Red Bull. That's what he earns. What he earned. 49%? Why? Who owns the others? 51. I don't know. I don't know if it's sold. I thought it was a sole owner, to be honest. That's. Did all that? Like, I don't know what the other fifty-one percent is. Mm -hmm. Twenty-five billion. That's his net. That's what it was worth. Forty-nine percent of a company. That's a lot of money. Believable. Interesting. God rest his soul, because they got the um, constructors' championship and secured it this weekend. So fifth time, he created a hell of a, a hell of a team. Yeah, even though we're support the other side. So props, props to him. It was quite fitting, wasn't it? I knew it was worth a lot. I didn't know it was that much because I can't remember when it was. I feel about 10 years back or something like that. Um, they got sued, didn't they, Red Bull? Not not the driving team, Red, Red Bull is in the drink. Um, because, you know, Red Bull doesn't give you wings. And I think they had to... No, apparently not. No, oh. no. So he, I think it was something there, like any any anyone who requested it in America had to be given ten dollars 
compensation for not not acquiring wings for drinking Red Bull. It can only happen in America, that can it? Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm so interested. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. But like you touched on, Mark, if I go back, mm, go back. That, that delayed this cost cap fiasco, didn't it? That we are still yeah. living in this nightmare. Mm. Um, did you about... um, did you see Zach Brown and Christian Harner in the press conference? The uh, the boss of McLaren. Yeah, that was a bit of a. There was a few digs sent either way, wasn't they? I ain't seen this. So basically, Zach Brown has wrote a letter to the FIA. Um, he's not naming a team. He hasn't named Red Bull. He hasn't named Aston Martin. He hasn't named anyone. He's just said, if they have gone a single penny over that cost cap, they are deemed as cheating. And if you look, remember McLaren and Ferrari had a big cheating scandal a few years ago where McLaren ended up with a load of Ferrari documents on drawings or something. Yep. And they got kicked out of the constructors for a year. They got no points. And they then ended up, obviously, less of the prize money, smallest garage in the pit lane, um, you know, knock-on effects of everything. And he was basically saying in this letter, that is the benchmark of what type of penalty that they should get. And Christian Arna just saw his ass. And then, obviously, the powers that be put them two in the press conference together. And then, oh, he wouldn't look at him. He literally wouldn't look at Zach Brown. He was slagging him off. And he was just like a little child. Like, just, you've cheated. I don't get, oh, well, we spent the money on catering. Yeah. Oh, man. I've got a rundown of the areas. Will this change your mind slightly or your opinion? Okay. The areas supposedly where they've gone over, where it's led to them going over, is catering, a HMRC tax repayment, spare inventory. However, the FIA only changed the rules last year for the spare inventory and gardening leave. So it had no effect on the performance of the car. Fucking bollock. Because that money, regardless if you're paying Joe Bloggs to clean or polish the car when it comes back in from FP2, or if if he's never seen the car and he's cleaning the HQ, that money is still what you're allowed to spend and will affect that car at some point. Will it directly affect the car, yeah. the performance? Because they've overspent, Tony. So it doesn't matter where they've spent the money. Yeah, exactly. They've spent money they haven't got on the car. Everything that they budget for, wages, fucking catering, bullshit fucking mm. catering. Sorry, if people are wrong, we go to the hot dog stand down the track. But no, nah. Gardening oh. leave, come on. That's changed because a couple of weeks ago they were saying, "Oh well, you know, we, you know, when you know during COVID we didn't let anybody off or anything else like that. You know, we, we kept everyone on." So, like, well, nah, bollocks. And regardless, you knew exactly what every person in that fucking team was getting paid, so you knew what was left had to go on the car. 
So oh. unless you give so many of them a pay rise halfway through the season, the rest of that money has gone on the car. I reckon, like, some of that overspend, he's probably flying his wife to every fucking race. Because every time I see him, <laughs> there she is, Miss Jerry Spice Girl. Like, <laughs> what is she doing there? She was hugging everybody in it's the garage. You know, you're not part of the team, look. Like, piss off. She brings MILF to the F1. Yeah, and I'm sorry, but he's just, he's digging himself in a hole, and to me, he looks like a lying weasel. He really does. I've got to be in my bonnet bonnet about this. You weasel. prick. He's an absolute prick. So do you think them areas are just made up bullshit to try and swipe under the carpet for an agreement? No, the whole thing's dodgy. At the end of the day, he's cheated. They've breached the cap, regardless of how they've done it, whether it's, oh, I didn't do the tax right, or we didn't do this, or we paid someone too much, or, you know, some somebody's got an eating issue, or whatever it is, you've breached your cap. What What do you think, Tom? Do you, do you, are you siding with them? And by all means, if you are, that, that's your opinion, you're wrong, but it's your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Do you are you kind of siding with them? What do you think? Um, I am one playing devil's advocate for the show for the for the podcast, but two, I'm just not getting my hopes up because I know they're gonna get away with it. 100%. Don't worry, Matt. At some point, he'll get angry because we've got to talk about Woody. <laughs> Motherfucking Woody! No. You you mean all the messages? So I didn't watch the race live. I was a bit behind because apparently I was. Well, I was watching NFL Red Zone. I won't tell you what Tony called it. He called it another name. But I was watching NFL Red Zone, watched watched the race a little bit later, and I think I got, was it about five or six messages in the group? Fucking George Russell, or fucking George Russell, in big capital letters. I was like, what's he done? What has he done? You messaging the wrong group there, Tony. No, Just but my... I think my so, wife was at one point. My wife was one at one point was doing that, and I told her to stop immediately. And, she also put something in the group what had happened, and Tony made her delete it. So well done, Tony, because I wasn't watching it live. So that would have been a huge spoiler alert. Cheers, Beth. Let's let's not go there yet. Let's not go there. No, yet. no, look. I'm on the subject of messaging. While on the subject of messaging, this was my favourite message. So obviously me and Tony's oh, yeah. message. <laughs> I know what I was going to read. Um, Bear in mind, let me give context. I had some friends over that got too small. So I just screamed. I'm not going to use the words because that one of the words is a little bit too strong for this podcast. Uh, I just screamed, effing C in front of my three-year-old. Sorry, my friend's three-year-old. Yeah, no. I didn't get that message. Was you in it? Was it that in another group? How many messages are you sending in different groups, Tony? I sent a private message to James because I needed to vent my frustration with oh, right. someone. Okay. And yeah, he needed to vent my Woody. But we'll, we'll get to the race. Well, and let's we'll, quickly we can, go through qualifying then. Let's go, quickly go through qualifying as we haven't even spoke about it yet. Well, I've got more news. 
Oh, okay, cool. Logan Sargent to Williams. If he gets enough license points, super license points. <laughs> True. Yeah. True. Um, what else have I got? Toto's interview after the race, small little hamster steps. Yeah, I think they are. I think they're getting there, but I wouldn't. I'd say they're making, hopefully, bigger steps than hamster steps. Um, Red Bull fifth constructors championship. I think. Will it be another dynasty? Mm, yeah, I think so. Unless this, unless this cost cap scandal really puts the brakes on them, I think they could win it maybe once or twice more, like they did ten years ago. And we've touched on that already. Yeah. So yeah, should we get any more news? I've got a couple of things, but James, have you got anything? Hit me. Uh, nothing else really. No. So I've got Haas. I've got a new title sponsor for 2023 uh, on a multi-year deal, a company called MoneyGram. Mm. Um, Interesting. They've also said that, they're, well, currently they're the only team not to have a full driver lineup yet. Obviously, Williams are waiting on Sargent. But Haas basically come out and said in the week that they would like to keep Schumacher, but it's too expensive in this cost budget cap era as he keeps crashing um <laughs> so he's a bit on trial for the last couple of races but i mean they just should speak to red bull's account and i'm sure they'll sweep that money under the carpet yeah i'll ask um, the tfe <laughs> some of it oh that's what i exactly what i thought god if williams can afford to run the season with latifi and stroll driving then uh um, sorry with latifi driving and aston martin can do it with stroll I'm sure Schumacher's all right. Um, something you just touched on, actually, Tony, about Mac. So they brought their biggest and possibly last update of the season to the USA. Did it? Did it actually work? Because I, I don't think it really did. Um, I think they're very close to Ferrari. I think they're close to Ferrari. That's my opinion. Red Bull leaps leaps ahead still. Um, but the thing with Ferrari, they just keep fucking up. Fuck up after fuck up after fuck up. If it's not one thing, it's another. And that's why I think they've been they look they do maker in a better position than they would have been right now. Mercedes are actually in a position where they could still take in the constructors. Oh, 100%. And that's because, not of Mech's amazing updates, that's because Ferrari chose the tyres yeah. and messed up that much. It's, yeah, it's, it's, down, it's down to Mercedes' reliability in the car. And yeah. that's that's about it. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think it's still early to tell if the, the changes they've made to the, the front nose is going to... Not the front nose itself, but the wings. Um has made that much of a difference. I mean, you did see it with Hamilton. He, he had a lot of drive. You couldn't really tell with Russell because, well, you know, he, he, he went and did a he went and did a Woody and pushed Buzz out the window again, kind of thing, and <laughs> never really recovered from the back of that. But I don't know. See what happens this week at Mexico. See how that one goes. 
Hmm. I, I think that the Merc always had top speed and it got absolutely shown up at the USA. Um, yeah. It still seems a very heavy car. And I think that, unfortunately, you ain't going to close that gap up. I mean, I'm going to say something now, Adrian Newey, if I had a hat on, I'd doff it to you. Because, again, yeah. you have made an absolutely stunning car. I think I think that guy is very underrated, you know. And I oh, think when it's all a brand new engine, but then told everyone else, oh yeah, Perez has got his fifth engine honest, give him a penalty. <laughs> <laughs> don't know what you mean. I mean, that's conspiracy, that. Nah, they don't, they yeah. don't cheat. No. Still yeah. Christian Arnold is an honest man. He don't cheat. Well, that's why I kind of went into the magistrate's story a little bit, because I think back then, in 05, when he got him Newey from McLaren, it didn't work out at the first, but then they built a very, very good car. And I think is I like when it's all said and done, this Red Bull era, I think they'll look back and think, wow, that that guy was absolutely instrumental in all their success. He's built, oh, sorry, he's designed some amazing cars. And I think yeah. that. Newey always had a bit of a reputation of designing a car, like quite a few good cars, and then maybe having a few off years. Like mm. if, if he gets himself into a rut, you know, like he goes down the wrong path and he doesn't design something. But I just think that he has obviously took his time with this Red Bull. And I mean, considering all the years I've had a crap engine and blamed the engine, they've always been there or thereabouts. And I think last mm. year to me, that was testament. That car and Max won him the title. This year, that car and Max, because Perez hasn't been anywhere near, whether that's because Red Bull have took all his engines away. But, yeah, Adrian Newey and his design team have got it right. The, to be fair, Christian Honor's team has got it right. They've made the right pit calls. They've made the right decisions. Um, and Max has just been on a different level. He really mm. has. You know what? I completely agree. And everything you just said, I'm pretty much going to say the exact same thing. I mean, Adrian Huey is just something else entirely. The stuff he's done, you know, in, in the past for Red Bull, but also for the last, dare, dare I say, two seasons. I mean, he, he's made an unbelievable car. I mean, even at the start of the season, the, the difference between Red Bull and every other team out there was was something else. And yeah, and the, as much as you're probably going to be surprised with me saying it, considering what I normally say about the guy, that the, the icing on top of that cake was Max. Mm. And yes, there's all this controversy and everything else. I keep doing the speech, Max. Apologies. All this controversy, controversy and everything else, you know, about him winning. I don't get that, and I think that's extremely harsh on the guy. He was going to win it anyway. And regardless of whether he did it last week, you know, with, with half points or full points or whatever they deemed fine, if he hadn't have done it there, he'd have done it this week or over the next three races. It yeah. was inevitable. So It was like Thanos. It was inevitable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it was, it was going to happen. And you, you know what? 
I'm glad it did because at least he can now turn around and go, yeah, all right, fair dues. Last season, maybe it was a little bit dodgy how I got it, but at least this season I've proved I can fucking do it. The, the yeah. kid's phenomenal. He's absolutely phenomenal. So, I mean, they had a crap, obviously we haven't spoke about the race yet, but they had a crap pitch stop. And it, yeah, he come across on the radio, sarcastic, and you think, oh, Matt. But he drove the absolute wheels off that car. Made mincemeat yeah. out of Leclerc. Made mincemeat out of Hamilton. You know, the gap was massive. And he just chipped away, chipped away, chipped away. And it, the kid's aggressive, but what racing driver isn't? Or mm. sh- they shouldn't be, shouldn't they? True. True. I don't True. even think he's been that aggressive this not season. This year. No, not this season. No, he has He has been on the it's radio, a- like the last were. one. Oh yeah, he's, he's, he's been yeah. very vocal. Hmm. But at the same time, is it just a case of we're actually hearing more of his radio that we used to as well? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I did love his little comment when he when he came out after his um. I always call in, in my notes. I always put shit pit. I just put <laughs> shit pit, and he came up and he said it. He said exactly what I'd have said and pretty much in the exact same tone that I, you know, it's like beautiful. Mm. Fucking beautiful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, we'd all, we'd all do it, wouldn't we? It happens. It happens. Mistakes happen. Right, let's show it gets qualifying. Well, should we take a break now and then do qualifying in the race in the second half? Might as well, won't we? Let's do it. Let's do it. See you on the other side. Bye-bye. Howdy partners, welcome back to Straight to the Apex. Everything's bigger in Texas, that's what they say. So welcome back. It's the United States GP. We've talked all the news that we have. Let's get on to qualifying. Any thoughts on qualifying, guys? A lot of penalties. Hmm. Yeah, there was seems to be a lot of penalties, but start from the go from the all from engine changes and whatnot. Let's go from Q one. Usual suspects out. Mick uh, Schumacher had a spin. Q two again. Usual suspects. Dual lap deleted for track limits, which gave a lifeline to Norris. Again, um, that was Q3. Q3. That was Q3, wasn't it? Yeah, Norris out. Yeah, and then Q3, fantastic, perfect qualifying, exactly what you want. Everybody racing right to the last second, and it was Science Leclerc Max. Sounds sounds to be fair. Come from nowhere because everyone thought Max had. Uh, Get Paul or Leclerc, didn't they, with Leclerc's penalty? And Sanchez just popped one out the bag. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it was all um, all changed because of whatnot. So I'll run down the uh, the whole. Ocon required to start from the pit lane after car was modified whilst under park firmer conditions. So Noda penalised five grid places for the use of an additional restricted number components. 
Leclerc penalised 10 grid places for the use of an additional power unit element. Alonso, Perez and Joe penalised 5 grid places for the use of additional power unit elements. So, yeah. Is it is it ruining... I've asked this before, I know. You've got to penalise these people, but I think changes need to be made. But, yeah, anything more to say on qualifying? Um... No, like you say, it was pretty standard. Um, Hamilton was fifth, obviously Perez fourth. Um, do you want to run through the order? Uh, Russell, sixth. Stroll, seventh. Norris, eighth. Alonso, nine. Bottas, ten. Um, but then it all got all got switched through, didn't it? Um, so we ended up with Sainz first, Max second... And then we had uh, a Mercedes Lewis, row. Lewis and Russell, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And then we'll move on to the race. So this is this is where nice calm Tony probably gets angry about as quickly as George Russell entered that corner. Max made a great start, which we probably thought he would. He had the inside. Carlos, for some reason, went wide. Don't really know why he did that. And then George Russell, up to his old tricks again, going too quick into a corner, oversteers, straight into another driver, um, and then ruins their race completely and gets a five-second penalty. Like, what the fuck was all that about? What the fuck was all that about? What, five-second penalty or the whole thing? Just the whole thing. Everything. Uh, Signs didn't do anything wrong. Signs was taking the race line. He, he, he was taking the right line, stuff like that. Russell, uh, nah. R- Russell, I think Russell was just trying to claim it and just ended up T-boning the guy. Mark disagrees, though. Signs was... Sainz was on the racing line, kind of. It's not, a funny not... corner, that one. It's a very funny corner. Um, taking, oh, well, I'm, I'm not a karting champion because I got beat by Tony last time I went karting, which I need to avenge. Um, There's still no point in Leeds. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone knows in Leeds, team sport, you know, you have got Tony's picture on the wall because he beat me and told every fucking one about it. Well. Yeah, still not bitter. Um, the corner's a bit funny. I think Science could have... Science kind of took it wide and then sharply turned in. Now, whether he didn't see Russell arriving like a missile on his inside, it was Russell's fault. 100%, 1,000% Russell's fault. I just think it's the first corner, the way, if you look at the angle of Science's car, how sharp he went... He, if he didn't do that and he didn't need to do that, he'd have probably been all right. But the fact that he comes so sharp and Russell arrived too quick probably made it worse than it was. Russell said he was too busy concentrating on Hamilton, which I think he'd bollocks. <laughs> Mark, right? It's the first corner and he has oversteered in the first corner. He didn't He's oversteer. Because he didn't steer. He was going that quick. 
all the way across the corner, first corner. He, You're he asking did, for trouble. You're he asking didn't over, for trouble. He didn't oversteer. He just arrived too quick. And if you actually watch the onboards and the thingies, because Sainz turned in so sharp, I mean, Russell was ridiculous speed. I don't know what he was thinking. But he didn't oversteer. He just fucking ploughed into the side of him. I don't think Tony's getting angry enough here. I'm not yeah. enjoying it. I mean, I'm just like, so you I'm know, like that. I've, I've listened like to the video. I hit here, Listen. and now I'm like right yeah. down. Like now yeah. I'm just in the. Better, Tony. There, there was a bit on the radio which only got played a few times. Um, just just after he like T-bone signs, uh, Russell was heard whispering on the radio, "Fucking oh. T, that was for you, <laughs> Rick. Fuck you, TMR. That was for you." How do you feel about that? I didn't hear that. I heard it straight after it on the radio. It was like, there's a snake in my boot. <laughs> and I was like, you fucking bastard that again. Poison the world. fucking moves on me, you woody looking motherfucker. Right, watch out, poor Peep. I'm going to come up behind you just like I did him. <laughs> I, Everything's bigger in Texas. I, oh, oh, dear. <laughs> I did think just... about defending George Russell just to see how long I could go without you getting angry. I honestly would. I honestly wouldn't put it a hundred percent at Russell's door. It's about ninety-eight point five. Yeah, <laughs> and he got five seconds. Yeah, I, I think the only reason it was only five seconds as well is because it was like the first turn, so it's 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 deemed as a racing incident, really. Wasn't ba- that bad a crash, really? Was it? You know, five five seconds was a bit harsh. It just ended a guy's race. It just ended one half of a team's race. He ended his radiator, that's all. They put a little oil in it, so what? Had a water leak. I mean, they've added sprinklers like Bernie wanted. (laughs) It'd have been fun. I mean, if it had been the Alpine, it wouldn't have been damaged, would it? They shouldn't have built it so brittle, that Ferrari. The Alpine did a full-on wheelie. Oh, we'll get to that. Yeah. So what made you angry? The fact that Russell decided not to steer around the corner. Well, no, I was... Basically made bumper cars with signs. No, in my prediction, I went signs and he was was there. He was was right where I wanted him. Perfect. So So I was sat there like this. He wasn't though, was he? No. And then the race started and I was like... And literally in the first 10 seconds, it was... Over. So I was so, like, great. My genius prediction has just gone well, absolutely well, well, out it, the window. Well, it, it wasn't right where you wanted him, though, was he? No. I mean, yes. your, your genius prediction had signs in second. Pretty certain at that point he was in pull. Yeah. It wasn't but, right where you wanted him. No. Max has a fast, Max is Max. Max has a faster car. It's a Ferrari. He was always going to pass him 100%. Don't know. They could have crashed on the next corner. I, I, so what you're saying is you're only angry at George Russell again because it's selfish reasons, but mainly because you're jealous. Still in it. Still jealousy. Just be it. Yeah. You think I mean, you're an attractive bloke, really don't you? I was getting visions of Austria and Perez. That's what I was getting straight away. And I was like, not again. Not again. Not again. We all make mistakes, Tony. The NHS made one employing you or not employing you over the last month. 
all the users then watch watch on YouTube to see what I did there just to just to bring you in. But yeah, there we go. It says says the guy with the 49ers cap on. You've all about 49ers. There we go. <laughs> I rest my case. Anyway, uh, let's I'm move on. One of the people who listens to this is also a 49ers fan. So um thanks to just ruining our our, our listening numbers. Shout uh, out to the 49ers fan. What's it called, Chris? Chris, you support the yeah, right team. Yeah, yeah, support the right team, Chris. Get you on this at some point as well. He likes anyway. Hamilton 49ers, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Been him off. Been and he likes Hamilton. And he likes Hamilton. Does it? What, yeah. What's his feelings on George Russell? Never asked him. I don't think he's as, as angry against him as um, Tony is like, but... So he's not jealous of him, then? No. Moving on. Anyway. Sorry, we will move on, but at that angle, you do look like George Russell. <laughs> uh, I've honestly, I've lost my mind now, guys, to be honest. I've just took some fire in. in the past five minutes, I've just took a professional, personal and faith battering, so... I'll try to continue. I'll try to continue. So, Stroll was in third at one point. Yeah, I mean, that wouldn't have lasted. Incredible. Incredible scenes. And Latifi had provisional pole in the qualifying at one point, but then the other drivers fucking came out. (laughs) That's why it's best on the track every time. He's like, I'm in the lead. Let's see if he finished the race, guys. That's all I can say. He did. So give it, give us the order then, turn. What did the race finish in? Or are you doing that later? Well, I'm doing that later. I, I oh, thought right. I was first in the podcast today. Well, you are, but, you know, you're moving things along. Well, I was trying to move things along. Anyway, enough of the bickering. Plan E by Ferrari by lap 17. So we know how, we know how this is going. And then Bottas with a bit of a... Weird crash, weird spin, which brought out the safety car, gave Ferrari a bit of luck. Um, And I went into an automatic rant at Charlie. Bless her. And you guys probably know exactly what I'm going to say with the safety car stuff. The last couple of races, when there's been a car stopping on the track, or breaking down, or anything like that, and it's on the track. Then it's like, oh well, you know, we'll 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 we'll, we'll see how it goes. Another lap goes by. Yeah, maybe we should do a, a virtual safety car. Then another two laps goes by. The stewards all over the place, and then you go. Maybe we should do a safety car. But there, straight out into the gravel pit. Within a second, safety car. Um, straight away. I know why. Yeah, I mean... Well, I think I, I we all know why. And then heard the commentators explaining, saying it was because of the issues at Japan. What I didn't know was at Japan, uh, Alonso <laughs> said that some of the drivers, including himself, drove by that recovery vehicle twice and didn't, and didn't even know it was there. I know. That's, that's shit. That's scary. And like you say, that's shit. And I think... That is what prompted the FIA to like press the panic button. I mean, 
Bottas, fair play to him. He said on the radio, um, sorry, lads, that was my fault. Yeah, it was your fault because you spun, you fucking tool. <laughs> I mean, he didn't do a Grosjean and said someone hit him and no one did. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I totally agree with you, James. It was kind of a... Probably when the car was three quarters of the way around, there was like, safety car, safety car. But yeah. I think that's going to be like that for the the next couple of races. Well, the rest of the season and possibly next season because I think Japan was a massive error. Massive yeah. error. I agree. And then lap 22, Stroll or hits Alonso or Alonso hits Stroll. Depends how you uh, want to look at it. Um, well, I'm interested to see what you two think of this actually so Alonso hit Stroll that's clear as day it, for me it's more the reasoning that Alonso hit Stroll I, I, I think there was like a little second movement there Stroll hit Alonso because Stroll did a quick saw him in his mirrors did a quick left but Alonso was going too quick and just completely hit his uh, left rear and flew the car up. So I think it's Stroll who's at fall here. Well, he this is. He's got, a, he's got a three-place grid penalty for the next race. But it was spectacular. Nearly went airborne. It may have reminded viewers of Weber and Kovalainen back in Valencia in 2010, when Weber actually did take off, and it was... Flipped around. Yeah, it was. Not for Weber. It, 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 it reminded scary. me of the, Go on, James. It reminded me of the Weber one, where obviously, for the guys listening on Spotify, I'm doing a kind of gesture with my hand to kind of show what he did. So stop listening to Spotify and start watching YouTube. Um, but yeah, <laughs> he, he kind of pretty much flipped over. But the other one was, and it was another Alonso crash uh, about four or five years ago, I think it was, when he went airborne, but he corkscrewed through the air. I don't know if you remember it. It was first race of the season at Melbourne, wasn't it? And he crawled out of so, the yeah, Pretty much a 360, yeah. landed back on his wheels. Mm. Um, yeah, that was that was ridiculous. That, But it must be something to do with Alonso, because it lands on his wheels again and carried on racing. It could have been a massively different crash if it had hit the barrier about a hundred yards yeah. or hundred meters like... before because it was the break in the barrier where the recovery <laughs> vehicles had come in. If he'd have hit that he said that as well. Yeah. He, he said it a little bit more to the left, you wouldn't have been like could a have just in split the car. Oh god. Yeah. I I am very well, no, I'm not surprised. I'm glad we're all on the same page because Stroll, for me, is fault all day long. Yeah, you fucking bastard. He, he is. He, <laughs> no, he, he is. He, he's not a racer. He's, he's not a racer. Like, and I know that other drivers do this and move, but that was a dick move. That was a dick move. But that. But this is right. This was what pisses me off, Mark. Why have we got this caliber? Of racing driver in F one because 
but this is what pisses me off because look what's, just, look what's yeah. just happened. We've said, we've, said this. we've said he's not good enough. We've said it all season. He's not good enough. Pissed me off. Pissed me off. Anyway, after that, Leclerc versus Perez. Um, Leclerc passes. Fucking awesome overtake that. Beautiful. Beautiful. Hamilton pits. Ballsy. Max pits, but it was poor. 11.1 seconds, which is the longest pit stop I've seen Red Bull do in a long time. Yeah. And he loved it. Beautiful, fucking beautiful. Brilliant sarcasm there, Max. Fantastic. Then it was Leclerc versus Max. Hamilton led Vessel. And then Vettel. Near it was on it was near that podium place and then he had an even shitter pit stop than Max at 16.8 seconds, which was a massive shame. And then Max just kind of pulled through past Hamilton. We had a bit of a an old battle there from a year ago. Max showing he's got the better car and he's the better driver at the minute. And then there was a big, I don't know if well, you definitely saw it. All this about track limits. It started getting a bit, a bit annoying. Mm. He's he he said she said. Oh, go! He's doing this. I'm doing that. It turned into a little bit of a game, a little bit of chess, really. What did you guys think? I don't. Uh, I, I I don't know. Um, everything after that shit pit in thirty in lap thirty six. It was just drama from that point because obviously Hamilton was on hards. You had um, Max and Leclerc. They both went in, came out on mediums. Um, and they was racing each other because again, because of you know the shit pit from Max. And they was racing each other and trying to catch up. I'm sat there thinking, you know what? At this rate, Hamilton's tyres should last. And by the time either of them catch up with him, their tyres are going to be, there's going to be some massive tyre dig on them just because they're going so hard. Um, Gasly got penalised again because he didn't save his full five seconds penalty. On that, sorry, on that, that's a really good point you've just reminded me. So the initial penalty Gasly got without the safety car, do you agree or not agree? The 10 car gap. Go on, Mark. I know what you're going to say. What? The, uh, the driver in front of him just absolutely floored it and hung him out to dry. Mm. And he received a 10-second time penalty. 10 seconds. When George Russell basically fucking ended somebody's race for five seconds. <laughs> Perez got, a few races ago, got a fucking warning. And then a penalty. So Gasly was given the penalty. I think it's mainly, I think it's because of the whole Perez thing, you know, saying, "Oh, you know, we do this for ball and all that kind of shit." But the reason he got that ten-second penalty in the end, so it was because he didn't, he didn't save the five seconds. Yeah, they the messed mm. up, didn't they? They touched the car before yeah. the five seconds was up, which was a team error. Like, got, I've, uh, got okay. no, I've got no like qualms about that. What I have got qualms about is the actual penalty. I, I can't remember who the driver was. 
but there was all one in the tied up, and then all of a sudden, who was ever in front of Gasly absolutely nailed it and just left a massive gap and hung him out to dry. And you think you've got you've got the telemetry in front of your FIA. You should have seen that, and you should have like just give him a little nudge, like, "Hey, come on, catch up," which he did. But yeah, I mean, what happened with Alpha Tauri and not saving the penalty? They they broke that rule, so that deserved the 10 second. You know what? Thinking about it, yeah, maybe they've got to review that kind of thing because if I'd, I'd do it now. If I was driving along behind a safety car and there was a car behind me, as soon as I could, I'd floor it because the guy behind me is either going to get a penalty because all of a sudden he's more than 10 car lengths behind or when he tries to close that gap as quick as he can, probably going to get done for buddy speeding behind a safety car. How, how many instant instances have we had lately with the he brake tested me? So mm. if you're right up their ass and you they, they slam on, you're going to hit them. He left a gap, the kid floored it, created a massive gap. It's it's hard to be out of the safety car because everyone's warming the tires up, slowing down, mm. speeding up. Like you say, speeding, probably. <sighs> yeah. But sorry, I cut you off, James. Carry on what we were saying. Um, no, that was it. But yeah, get, get, get into the whole track limits thing. Uh, I mean, obviously, fucking awesome fight. Awesome race between Max and Hamilton. Um, Hamilton, you know, held him off for as long as he could. But obviously... Again, like Thanos, it was inevitable. You know, as soon as Max was going to get close enough, he gets into that DRS zone. That's it. He's got you. Um, but yeah, if 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 Max is exceeding track limits, and let's let's face it, for Lewis, this he was sitting there looking at his his first his first win of the season. And if we already know Max is on his his third and final strike. Then yeah, I'd I'd be doing. That. I'd be like, get it on the radio, get you know, get it out there. I'm pretty certain he's done it. I think the issue that Lewis had was he did it that fucking much. So it was pretty much he's done it again. He's done it here. Lap uh, turn twenty, turn nine as well. Oh, on turn eleven, that all of a sudden the stewards are like, let's let's keep an eye on you then. And all of a sudden it's like, so you're on your third strike now as well. They need... and, Go on, sorry, I'll let you finish. Sorry, um, all, all I was going to say was that that was when Lewis massively backed off because up until that point, he, he was pretty much staying in DRS zone of Max and he was staying up pretty close. But as soon as he got that third strike, all of a sudden that gap between him and Max, yeah, it it, 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 it got big. So, yeah, I don't think Max was the only one exceeding track limits there, Lewis. They, no. I, I mean, the fact that Lewis was calling him, you know, on the radio. I'm getting, I'm pretty much, he was following him, but it goes back to an incident in quality with Perez. Apparently he exceeded track limits on his fast lap and they never picked it up. And there's a still of his car fully off the track. And the oh, no it. But this is the gray area with track limits because the police it on some corners and not others. Yeah. Why don't they just have the track is the track? If you 
if you have all four wheels off the track, you are exceeded your track limit. Mm. I think yeah, I think all, we're just... all or nothing. All yeah. or nothing. I yeah. agree. Because policing it on one corner and not another, you get these grey areas and stuff. If you police it, say there's two white lines on every single track that is the outside of the track, you've got to keep well, at least a wheel within that. If you do it, you get a warning. If you do it again, you get a warning. And third strike, mm. black and it's a black and orange flag, isn't it? Or is mm. it no? No, it'd be black, wouldn't it? Yeah. But third strike is your black and white, and then if you do it the fourth time, that's it, you're black flagged. Mm. Which they haven't done to anyone yet, because I don't think they dare. But like I said, well, they dare, do they? Because people will kick off. I get it. If you go wrong on the corner, you don't get an advantage. But the drivers, as we've said before, are finding the limits of the track. Make the limits of the track the two white lines. Then you won't yeah. have any of this. Full track. Because at the moment, the, well, it's not at the moment. It's always been the case. The, the, the drivers are there to make that track as short as possible and as fast as possible. Yeah. So, Straighten it out. Better, so you're gonna you're gonna exit. If you know for a fact I can go over the white lines on turn 13, I've just got to make sure I stay within them on turn 14. You're gonna do it. I think Tony did that at Leeds. That's how he beat me. He exceeded track limits. When the limit is a tire. That's neither here nor there, mate. I mean. You could have rubbed against him and cut that corner a little bit more than me. You what rubbed against him? Or provocatively? Yeah. James Moving Stewart, on. Who is George Moving Russell? On. Moving on. I would he? When he talks about George Russell, he had an extra weapon to move the tyres out of the way. Like a battle. Big, everything's bigger in Texas. <laughs> anyway, good job, Russell. Vessel versus Magnussen. Wow, that was some feisty uh, last lap action there. Old, old school. Vettel, uh... Did you hear Magnussen's comments after the race? No. Said it's some of the best fighting he's ever had in his career. Still got it. Disappointing. And, 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 and that's what he said. Vettel still got it and he shouldn't be retiring. We've got that Vettel special now, so best retire. <laughs> Willie, I don't know. <laughs> that entire episode never happened. Yeah, never happened. I think with his announcement, he, he has his goal now. He can't not. No, he he. He's he's a family man. I mean, he's had his his kids and his wife was on Ted's notebook the other week, and they've never been on camera all the years he's been in Formula One. The fact that he's bringing his family to every race tells me he's ready to give it up. Russell fastest lap at the end. That was interesting. That'll have pleased you. And then the worst checkered flag wave I have ever seen in my entire life in motorsport. <laughs> the man looked like he had, well, Tim Cook looked like he had breadsticks for arms, wrists, and hands. Is he the CEO of Apple? Yes, so I suppose he's allowed to do that, isn't he? Why didn't he just say, hey, Siri, wave the flag? <laughs> and just get a robot to go like that. 
Oh, oh no! <laughs> well, hey, I woke, oh, I woke him up. <laughs> He's listening. He's listening. Yeah, that oh, yeah. was. Um, I mean, the grid walk at the beginning was quite funny. We Brad Pitt basically being an absolute arrogant prick. Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran was all right. I mean, Shakira. Trey Cool. Trey. Is that who, who was that? Who was that? Trey Cool. Trey Cool. It's drummer from Green Day, right? Oh, of course it was. Yeah, yeah. We spoke to him, didn't they? I know. Yeah. Sorry. Um. He was yeah. quite an Aston Martin, which I was. Um, that was convenient. Um, Shaq at the end looks like he's, he's gonna be there forever. He's a unit, isn't he? He's huge. He's a big man, size twenty-two feet. You, you see Shaq holding the trophy and it's like this, it's like the size of a matchstick. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, you know? Yes. When you saw the car from like an aerial view and you're like, that's a big ass car. Why the hell have the, why is it in America? They've always got to do things ridiculous and have a big ass car. And then you saw that it was like Shaquille O'Neal sat in it. He's like, oh, that's why. Because it's the yeah. only fucking fitting. <laughs> and he filled that. He was sat on the back seat of that and he pretty much yeah, just filled, it. filled it. And, uh, and then, what, 10 minutes later, you saw pretty much the entire Red Bull team all climbing the back of that. It's like, that, that one that one man filled it. Yeah. <laughs> it's huge. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah, I enjoyed the race. I really mm. did enjoy it. I thought that was a good one. That a was- good one of the calendar. Plenty, plenty of penalties at the end. Have you got a list of them? Or do you want me to yeah, I can go through yeah. it. Russell yeah, scored on. an additional point. Gasly received a 10-second time penalty for not serving a safety car infringement penalty correctly. Latifi received a five-second time penalty for forcing another driver off the track. Schumacher received a five-second penalty for exceeding track limits. Albon received a five-second time penalty for leaving the track and gaining an advantage. Alonso received a 10-second stop-and-go penalty converted to a 30-second time penalty for a technical infringement, which you've explained earlier on. Yeah, yeah. He needed to be careful on that crash, you know, because it was with his future employer. Well... At the time, I didn't think, but then afterwards, I was like... "Mm." Yeah. Your son just crashed into me, but you are paying me a lot of money next year, so I won't say Yeah. 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 So, um, so on that note, right, it's time to go. See you later. That's it. Yeah. Predictions. Oh, God. Forgot about that. So as you can tell by Mark's sheer excitement here, he's losing again. Yep. But, uh, yeah, so standings before that race was Mark was on 41, I was on 43, Tony was on 40. Um, I had Max to win. Followed by Perez, followed by Hamilton. So I only got three points because I got the win. So it leaves me on 46. Um, Tony had Max to win, but he had Signs and Hamilton. And apparently Signs was exactly where he wanted him for all of 20 seconds. So Tony got three points as well, which puts him on 43 now. Um, and Mark, you did well, shit. Really, 
didn't put any predictions in. Oh, no, that's right. I did, but I got the same amount of points if I didn't. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, you, you had uh, Perez, followed by Max, gambled. followed by... Gambled on Perez. Gambled on Perez. But, but Tony... But... Go on, Tony, James, you first. So, on the last podcast, everyone heard you not arguing, but maybe having a little bit of a shock horror moment with your um, new new wife. Because um, obviously she'd given you the predictions, as Beth always does. Hi, Beth. We know. Um. And you're leaning over, going, I, "I've got to do it. I'm, I'm losing. I've, I've got, I've got to make the gamble. I've got to change it." And you changed it. So me, being the absolute dick that I am, decided to ask Beth what the predictions were, which was Max to win, Hamilton in second, and Perez in third. So if you just stuck with the wife's new predictions, there, you would have got five points. But Which, you have written down, I had the same predictions, didn't I? And I changed my mind. Yeah. Mark changed his mind. But you, I, I, I commend your um, balls. Yeah, no, I'm looking at the notes again. And yeah, I put it underneath yours, Mark, saying first choice. Yeah, I know. I changed but, my mind last minute. Yeah, it would have been tied with me. Mm. Um, but yeah, Tony, at the same time, you'd have been one point behind. So here's a little lesson from the the two slightly more experienced married men in the podcast. Just listen to them. They're not okay. always right. Fucking tell them that. Just 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 nod and smile and go, yes, dear. Yeah. So okay. right, this one then, Mexico. Go on then, turn. You're, you're the lead. Let's quickly whiz through these. We've got. Three so am I there. going because I'm the lead this week? Am I going yeah. first? Yeah. And then because James is the lead next week, he's going first. I've been doing these for like two episodes, so I think you'd get it by now. But yeah. No, no. We need to get these. We need to get these concrete. We also need to hurry up because we're running out of time. So yeah. Come on. Come on. Stop. Drag this out. Come on, quickly, quick three names. By quick, I mean hurry up. My, well, going off both your advice then, I'll go with, I don't know which one. Mate, hurry up, seriously, hurry up. I'm going to go with Max Perez Hamilton. But if Perez wins, then she is going to have a few choice words from me. And then we'll never see Tony again. Yeah. James, go for it. What's your three? So Max to win. No shit. Hamilton second. And Perez in third. I was thinking Russell, but... Yeah, go with that. So I've gone Perez to win. No, ah! Max second. Going it, yeah. Third. Viva la Mexico. Got it was Mexico when I was just putting them together. How bad's that? 
it, it, it will happen. It will happen. Right. Oh, no. Mexico. Mexico, 28th of October to the 30th. 71 laps. 8 o'clock UK time. Let's see. Yeah. Let's see. Right. Yeah. And on that note, Red Bull eventually gives you wings. Spoiler alert, it doesn't. Don't sue us for saying that. I was going to say, Tony, sued. I'm not Hopefully. paying people £10 to listen to this. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. It's going to cost us 30 quid. But, I mean, at, at the end of the day, none of us have enough money to buy a world-class Formula 1 team. So, rest in peace, Diddy, and congratulations, Red Bull. Goodbye. Goodbye. Till next time. So, there you go. What do you think that? Another one done. Another load of races gone. More races to come. Fantastic. Fantastic stuff. <sighs> right, so if you're here and you haven't subscribed, please do consider subscribing. It's a great way to support the podcast. It's a great way to let these guys know how much you love their podcast. If you want to leave comments, race, uh, race reviews, race reviews, silly man, reviews, comments, shares, likes, subscribes, anything that you can do to get the podcast shared around, please do consider that. You can also check out our website, thecookiecast.com. There we've got social media links and an email button for you to get in touch with us. There we go, that's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to this awesome cookie cast.